those are the things as a counselor that you never forget. I don't forget her face today. Um, it's just being witness to a miracle. And she, after all these years in education, I still remember her. There's not many kids that could have done what she did and she did it. And um, I'm always going to keep that with me. So when I, when I hear someone saying that this student is not going to graduate, I know it is possible because I've seen it with my own two eyes. And so I want to thank that young lady. And I know she's living a good life today. Hello, and thanks for joining us again on the ACE Pod, a production of the Association of Clovis Educators. In this episode, we speak to Crystal Loke, a veteran counselor with a wide array of experiences across our district. She has a huge heart for our most vulnerable young people, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Crystal, welcome to the ACE Pod. Thank you for having me, Jason. Yeah, of course. All right. So let's just spend uh, a couple of minutes here. Tell us about your uh, journey to Clovis Unified and your, your journey through Clovis Unified. Well, I, I'm not from Clovis Unified. I wasn't, I wasn't raised here, didn't go to school in Clovis. Um, I grew up um, in Sanger. And so obviously I knew right out of school I, I wanted to become a counselor. Um, and so I thought for sure, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and so I, I went on the journey, um, and I first started with Clovis Unified in 2005 at Buchanan high school. Hmm. And, you know, I was working in higher education at the time and I had a, a fellow counselor who was at Buchanan, who had told me of a gal who was going on maternity leave. And if I wanted to, you know, interview for the position. It was in discipline. I said, sure, you know, why not? So I took the plunge. I interviewed and I, I got the job. I um, was pretty excited about it. It was a different avenue, you know. So I, I took that position. And then from there, I went on to um, Clovis Community Day School as a counselor there. And that's an alternative education school in uh, Clovis Unified. Um, and so I was there for a very short time, and then I got offered a position as a guidance counselor at Clovis East. And I was there at Clovis East from 2006 to 2010, um, and that was a wonderful experience. I always look back at the Timberwolf days, um, and it just brings joy to my heart. Um, so, and then from there... Um, as a guidance counselor, I moved over to where I'm currently at now at student services and school attendance. And so now I support the Clovis West area. And uh, that's kind of my journey in terms of where I've been throughout the district. And I do love um, what I do today. I don't think there's been a position in this district that I don't love or I haven't been able to embrace fully. So where did you um, where'd you go to college? College, um, I went to Fresno City right out of high school. Then I went to Fresno State and then National University. And then you... Um, well. Sorry, go ahead. And then you did you graduate from Sanger High? Oh, sorry. Yes, I went to Sanger High School, graduated there. Yeah, and then went on to... Nice. All right. So you're not too far away from 
from Clovis growing up? No, you know, I always thought, yeah, I always thought I'd land in Sanger. I just, for whatever reason, it didn't all kind of work out that way. And, um, you know, I, I miss it, but I do love, um, I do love those days at Clovis East because it reminded me of my experiences as, you know, an Apache and Sanger. Right. Same type of kids. Yeah. Yeah. And one of our, one of our Clovis East <laughs> rivals, right? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you mentioned you worked in like higher ed prior to Buchanan. Yeah, I worked, um, it was a Central Valley Council, but I did a lot of traveling through Merced area, working with kids who were at risk or who identified as needing, um, needing college um, intervention, meeting, getting, to, getting them to understand what college was all about. They were meeting A through G requirements, but not applying. So I would go out to different various high schools. Um, and then I did a lot of my counseling internship in Parlier Unified. Um, with the lower socioeconomic groups, introducing college and um, the pathway to college. And so, because I just knew I wanted to be a guidance counselor. So it was, it was kind of nice giving those kids an idea that they could go to college, that it could happen. Right. Okay. So, and currently are you, you're housed in SSSA, is that correct? Yes. All right. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about the work you do there and then <laughs> you know, tell us what you really enjoy about the work. Um, they call it a consultant position in our district. So every area within Clovis Unified has a consultant that supports that area. When I got to student services, that was in 2010, I serviced Clovis High School for a very long time up until about two years ago. And now I'm with the Clovis West area. I actually love it. Most counselors at the school site, like when I was a counselor at the school site, I thought I would hate it. <laughs> but it's, it's actually... Pretty, um, pretty amazing. You get a different lens of counseling through the position that I'm currently in now. Um, what happens is, is we're there to support the school site by um, focusing on all attendance concerns or attendance issues. Anyone that maybe makes a poor choice at the school or a behavior issue, they come over. Um, what's on a, an expulsion recommendation from the school site from the district. We see those students. Um, counselors refer their students who are credit deficient to us, and then we determine whether alternative education is an appropriate placement. So it's just reviewing certain kids and scenarios and making the best determination for the families, for the kids, and for the district as a whole. And then, yeah, so go ahead and just, like, what is it that you enjoy about that position? Yeah. You know, it's... um. I was explaining this the other day because most of our, you know, when I was a counselor, I didn't know what this position even was or what it all entailed. And it's, I kind of relate it to a, a nurse working in ER. You get an appointment with a family, it's on your calendar, they come in and it's like you have to work triage, you have to work, your, you have to work the magic <laughs> so that everyone leaves there happy. You know, you, you have to, uh, you get a, a situation that maybe they are walking through the door and they're a nervous wreck, they're unhappy, but you get an opportunity with this family, with this student to kind of devise a plan, to, to figure it out really quickly on what's going to work best for this family and the district and kind of set up a plan and make it happen. Okay, so previously you, you kind of worked at a comprehensive high school at Clovis East and maybe you could kind of describe that position a little bit um, and then maybe kind of 
you know, the big differences that between your current position and that work in kind of at a, at, at Clovis East or at the Reagan Educational Center? Um, counselor, um, where I'm at right now, it's kind of, I know what's coming for me the next day or the next five days. I, it's kind of a, you, you know, there's an appointment based calendar that I work off of. Whereas when you're at Clovis East or at your, any comprehensive site, you go to work with a plan <laughs> and it may not always work out because there's crises that happen. There's kids that need you. Um, you got to change schedules. It's, you're just on the go 24 seven at a comprehensive site. Um, there's really no downtime. You're just constantly moving um, and you're managing everything you possibly can at, at your fingertips. And so um, there's a lot being asked of you. Um, there's a lot of emotional support you're giving constantly throughout the day. And even while you're on lunch supervision, I mean, you're, you're just connecting with kids. You're, you're talking to staff as they're walking through the campus. It's, it's a different mindset from where I'm at now to where I was before, but the whole goal is the same, is to build relationships, um, to have an honest relationship with your, your, your community, your, your teachers, your students, um, but all the while achieving the goal. And that is making, um, I don't know, I, I, you lost me, Jason. <laughs> Just, yeah, making, right, making, making sure, right, that, kids get through the system, right? And they're- yeah, you're, yeah, it's just a check and balances, making sure everyone is where they're supposed to be. They're, they're earning their credits, passing their classes in the right class. Um, the teachers are, you know, you're supporting their caps, you're following administration's leads. There's a lot asked of you at a school site as a guidance counselor. What um, is it that uh, you miss about working at, uh, at a school site? That is probably the easiest question you're gonna ask me and that would be the students. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they don't even realize, which is so funny, how how valuable they are to us as educators. You know, I miss the smiles on their faces. Um, I miss even the sad ones when they when you know um, they need you. But I, I just miss them daily because they are infectious creatures. They um, they give you youth. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. So I miss I miss them dearly. But the ones I do get, um, I get them for an hour. Um, sometimes I never may see them again, or I may see them, um, in a semester or weeks, but it's just nice to see the kids. Yeah. So these kids that come to you now, they might be kids that you, you have no relationship with, right? They're, yeah. Correct. You know, the, the funny thing is sometimes you'll get family members, you know, like a whole family, you'll get the brother one year or a sister down the road or a cousin and, They'll come in and be like, oh, you helped my, you know, my sister, you know, five years ago. Or do you remember me? Uh, you know, I'm the mom of so-and-so. So you get that connection because you stay with an area. So that way the family feels supported. Um, it's really nice when you're doing the work that I do right now. Sometimes it's seen as a negative. But when you get a family to walk out happy and with a positive, um, I think that's when, you know, you've done your job right. Yeah, because they're coming to you, right, when they, you know, when something's not going right, right? Yeah. <laughs> and your job is to kind of get them out the door with, with some hope, right? Is that? Oh, totally, fair? yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, prior to that, prior to Clovis East, you worked at Community Day. And what was, what was the counselor's role there? Um, Wait, let's, let's do this awesome. first. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is Community Day? Because I imagine there's a lot of us out there that don't even know that that exists. Yeah, Clovis Community Day School is right near our professional development building. Um, it has a elementary school there uh, for our four through sixth graders only. It has a junior high and a high school. And so the kids that are at Community Day School are there for two reasons. Um, first reason being they're placed there by the SAR board um, that is ran through our office. Um, it's a district level SAR. Um, or the second reason is because you're on an expulsion and you're being placed there. So it's for a temporary basis, um, they have a lot of support systems in place. They have beautiful teachers, um, a staff that cares, a staff that has a time to care, and um, they work their magic with these students. Um, and we get them back to their comprehensive sites where they came from um, better than, than, than when they came to us. Right. And so, and what it, what it, so what would be the role of the counselor similar to? Yeah, the, the counselors do kind of what, when I was there at Community Day School, we had a program called Project Smart, and that was setting up mentors and mentees together. So if a student came in, I would assign a mentor to the student, um, and then we would, we would do outside um, outreach, you know, get mentors involved. We would do activities with the kids, take them on trips, kind of just get them with somebody where they can talk to them so they can help support them. Because a lot of the kids that we got at the time maybe didn't have that or time was um, of essence, you know, within their family stretched pretty thin. So that's what I did when I was at community day school. The counselors are currently right now, they're they're the ones that are running all the programs, um, scheduling a lot of social, more social emotional support, running SSTs. Um, just you know, they they do a different role than the role of a regular comprehensive site counselor. Um, so it's just a little different, but you know, I do miss it. It was a lot of fun to go on those grizzly youth games we used to go to. Yeah. So, so we have kind of counselors at the kind of big kind of comprehensive high schools, we have counselors at, um, and then, so the people in your position, there's, there's five of them, right? Is there five? And so, yeah. So there's one for every, every area within our district. And then we have an intervention consultant. Um, she focuses on all our foster youth, our group home kids, our, our kit kids, our homeless kids. So we have an additional support there for those types of students in Clanktail. Okay, and is would there be someone over like Gateway and the? That's a great question. Um, no, there's not a specific consultant to service that. We all work with them, so each consultant works with alternative education. So the students that I send over, you know, from Clovis West, those kids come back through me, or if there's an issue or a concern at the alternative ed, then they 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 talk to me about it, and then we kind of redevise a plan together. Okay. So a specific consultant for alternative ed. All right. Are there, um, so at the, at the elementary schools, are there counselors? There is. There are counselors at the elementary school, um, and they're, they're seen more as the vice principal of the elementary school, and then there's the principal. All right. And what sort of kind of, you know, what sort of counseling kind of duties would they undertake at an elementary school? They have a whole different set. There's, theirs is, it seems to be more administrative. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, they're the vice president, uh, principal, and then there's the principal. So they're there to support um, the principal in um, all kinds of different. I've never been a GIS at an elementary school. Um, there's a lot of supervision involved um, in terms of supervising the teachers, you know, evaluations. Right, right. Me, myself, I've never been a teacher in the classroom, so I've always felt that it wasn't my place to assess a teacher if I've never been that. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, a GIS might do a variety of things at an elementary school, yeah, right? So some counseling. Oh, yeah. Theirs is totally different than a regular high school, yeah, or even junior high for that matter. Right. Okay, so... Um, you know, so we, I think we have a nice broader, are we missing any counselors anywhere? Um, we have intermediate counselors. Um, you know, I don't uh, know high school. No, I think that's pretty much it. And the intermediate counselors would be very similar, right? So like a Clark and Kasner. All yeah, the they're more similar to the high school, but obviously not the volume. Right. You know, high school, high schools where the, the feeders, all feeders come and you get them all. Yeah. All right. You know, and then the complex, you know, like how East is a complex and, and Buchanan, those counselors have then now are servicing your intermediate kids. They're not getting a whole nother set of counselors. Right. So, right. Yeah. That's an influx where those complexes, you know, get hit a little harder. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that's, you know, like a real kind of nice continuity for kids, but also, you know, it's a, a lot for kind of counselors, right? To yeah, that's a, that's a lot. And there's not a lot of, you know, pers- how do you personalize that? How do you have the time to do that between supervision and everything else? I just don't think it's done, you know? Yeah, okay. So, I mean, the next one, right, is, you know, these issues that, you know, kind of counselors experience that uh, a union could uh, possibly help with. Um, and are we kind of saying that like the student contacts or kind of how many are on accounts, how many students are on a counselor's load? Is that, you know, is that a concern, do you think, across the district? Yes, completely. Because as we continue to grow, what is going to be the cap? You know, where's where is it going to be? A, OK, that's it. We need to hire another counselor, you know, and, and counselors are typically the go to person. There's. They're, they are always the go-to person. If a parent comes to the school site and needs to talk, let's get the counselor. You know, if um, there's a complex that opens up, which could eventually in the future happen as we continue to grow, are those high school counselors going to be servicing the junior high as well? I mean, that's an additional, you know, hundreds of more students. So caseload's a hu- huge one. And then supervision, Supervision, you know, duty of games and and out of activities, do those high school counselors who have the complex, are they expected to then support those activities and game activities, dances and such at at the junior high, um, whereas the other counselors don't, you know, and again, they are only one person. So I think caseload and supervision are are two big ones. Um, And can we... Can we just like, what do you see as what, like, if you could say in like, this is probably unfair, but if you could say in like one sentence, what is the job of a counselor at a school site? Um, I would say the job of a counselor, 
The job of a counselor at a school site is to be there to, oh, snipe, <laughs> sorry. I would say the job of a counselor is to be there. F- oh, my. Okay. Let's turn this puppy off. Sorry. Um, oh, that's totally going in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, is to support all students and the community at large. And, and I know that sounds like, you know, Webster's definition, it possibly could be, but I, I think counseling is an art form and I've never met a counselor that has gone, I should say this, I've never met a counselor in Clovis Unified who does not love what they do. So you have to love this job in order to be a counselor. And it's an art form, it's not a paint by numbers. Um, And so you have to really have your heart in it. And I know all these counselors in Clovis Unified without a doubt do because there's so much required of them um, and they continue to do it every single day. Yeah, so, you know, kind of this uh, boiling it down to just kind of supporting students, right? And And kind of their families as they're on this kind of academic journey and then these two issues that you bring up, right? The, you know, kind of the amount of context that counselors are, that counselors have, particularly at the centers. And then, you know, kind of all these administrative duties, right? You know, how does, how do those things kind of conflict or is there tension between those, having those things and then the core mission of, of supporting kids? Completely. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of counselors will tell you they sometimes get home and they they don't know what's missing. They they kind of look around or they'll have a dream wake up in the middle of the night and think, what did I forget? Because you're you're just going a, a thousand miles a minute. You don't want to miss one kid's needs. You don't want to com- not complete one referral. You don't want one kid who's deficient credits to to not have those credits accessible to them. Um, you know, it's caseload and and supervision are huge. Um, When you're at a a game till 11 o'clock midnight, you know, and the next day you have to turn around and go back to work, you know, and you're dealing with your own life and your own families, it's really, it's a really difficult challenge. Um, But that's why I know that these counselors love what they do because they do it and they're continuing to do it um, with the, the odds stacked against them, you know. Yeah, and these things are high stakes too, right? For kids, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> we got, yeah, we have N- NAACP. I mean, we, sorry, we, <laughs> we have NCAA, you know, requirements. We have A through G. Um, we have the integrity of the Clovis Diploma. That's always been a, a big one for Clovis Unified Counselors to make sure that integrity of the diploma is good and it's solid. Um, you know, ACT, SAT, we, we got prep, we got testing, we got AP exams. We got, there's so much that goes into one specific student um, that it would be nice for counselors to just really be able to focus on the needs of all their students. And obviously, you know, as a teacher, those, those vary from student to student. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine if you have, you know, is it, you know, is it safe to say that the counselors will have 500 kids on their caseload? Yes. Yeah. I mean, 500 kids, you have 500 different, you know, like needs and five, you know, 500 kids going different directions and different places. Yeah. 
Um, and then one little thing goes wrong and who gets blamed? The counselor. The counselor, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a teacher and I'm like, why did the counselor do this? And you know, right? <laughs> the student's like, why didn't my counselor do, you know, tell me this? So, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's complex, right? And sure. just a little bit of relief <laughs> from being able to just focus on the core mission, um, you know, as opposed to having to be at, you know, such and such kind of thing from, you know, 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, on a Tuesday night. Um, all right. Any other uh, any other issues you can you can think of that? I, I would say there's probably two more. I, I think the first one um, would be that counselors have never had a support system or a team of like teachers have faculty senate. We have never had any type of support. And when we've asked for it, we've been told we don't have that and just to carry on. Well, you know, we don't want to carry on anymore. And I think that's what, you know, the union will provide. It's it's going to provide us a sounding voice and a support system. And, it, and it's funny because when I say that, it's that's what the counselor does. They're the voice for their student. They're the support system. And it would be nice to just have that returned. And, and I don't think we're asking for much, um, you know? And then the last thing I know is in talking with counselors and being a former counselor, especially at the comprehensive site, it would be nice to get together as counselors throughout the district, not just the lead counselor, but all counselors so that we can have best practices and we can have policies in place that best support our students district-wide. So when a student moves from, east to west or from north to Buchanan, they're getting the same quality counseling with all the same standards and practices in place that best fit all our kids because we're Clovis, they're all Clovis kids, you know? And so I think counselors would love to have that where we all got together um, just to meet and talk and, and kind of build a, a bigger, stronger team because we are getting so big. Yeah, um, I'm always, you know, it's always kind of heartening to have these conversations because when I ask, you know, what are the issues and how, you know, how could a, a union help with your kind of specific job? It always comes back to making my core mission of serving the needs of kids easier, make help, help me be better at doing yes. that thing that we're all here to do. Um, What's that? What is that saying, Jason? What is it? Oh, don't be something about not working harder. If it's if it's working, let you know. Share, share. Work hard, work smarter, not harder. Or, there you go. <laughs> that that's all we want. You know, time is of essence. So yeah, I mean, you can just see right how, and I, I think uh, counselors um, probably more than than other job titles. Where oh well, they counselors can do this, and they can do this, and they can do this. Um, and they can do this and it, you know, kind of more you add on someone's plate, right? The more it degrades kind of how they're serving kids. Um, and, uh, you know, that's true of, of teachers and psychs and, and, and whatever. And yeah, trust me as a teacher, we kind of, we see how much <laughs> counselors are, are, are asked to do and then how much kind of blame they take when, when things go, when they, things go wrong. And then, you know, I, we've talked a lot about this um, on this podcast and um, throughout this journey that the faculty senate scope is so narrow, right? It is just classroom teachers and 
why wouldn't counselors have kind of their own kind of representative body that kind of represents their interests? That that totally makes sense. So yeah, it's go ahead. Oh no, I yeah, it's that it's that part of our um, job description that it says uh, duties as assigned. That is the last thing listed on our job description and. We are all team supporters and we're all willing to do what we can, but you know, it would be nice to clarify that and not use it when it's, you know, for something for the good of administration. Um, I I don't know how better to say that, you know, Jason, but that part really sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it totally does suck. I think that's the right way to say it, right? Duties is a sign. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Seems like I can, like, um, you know, and uh, like, I don't think administrators have ill will towards counselors, but, you know, they need something done, right? And they can. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's us. There's the yeah. counselors, right? They can, they can do it. And, um, and again, that all comes back to kind of, you know, that in the long run, yeah, it stresses uh, counselors out and adds more to their plate. But in the end, it, it really is kind of harmful to kind of the work they do for, for students. So Crystal, um, why are you signing the union support petition? Well, I'm signing because I believe all educators in Clovis Unified, especially those close to my heart, the counselors, um, deserve union support. That's why I am signing. All right. Very nice. That was great. Okay. Thank you, Crystal. Cool. Awesome. Okay, we're back here uh, with Crystal, and every episode we want to end by celebrating and honoring the students that we serve. So, Crystal, take it take it away. Um, in regards to uh, Clovis East, there was a young Timberwolf young lady that I think of very often. Um, she was a senior, and she was a quite a bit short, deficient credits, and. Um, at that point, it was my duty to refer her over to student services and talk about alternative placements such as Gateway High School. And I remember the look in her eyes when I was talking about this still to this day. And um, she let me finish because she had the respect that she had for me. And uh, once I was done, I, I remember her saying, don't do it. Let me prove to you that I can do it here. And I thought, oh my goodness, okay. So um, we set up a plan, Um, mom was on board. And as I shared the case with my fellow counselors, you know, they were like, well, Crystal, you know, you might want to think about sending her, you know, the odds were stacked against her for sure. Um, I reached out to all her teachers at that time. And if it wasn't for those teachers and her drive, you know, um, I am forever grateful uh, to those teachers because they helped me help her. She did all the hard work. And, um, you know, I remember at graduation, it was a very emotional time and I still get very emotional now because she graduated a Timberwolf. Um, I think I was probably the first person she hugged. And um, those are the things as a counselor that you never forget. I don't forget her face today. Um, it's just being witness to a miracle. And she, 
after all these years in education, I still remember her. There's not many kids that could have done what she did and she did it. I'm always going to keep that with me. So when I, when I hear someone saying that this student is not going to graduate, I know it is possible because I've seen it with my own two eyes. And so I want to thank that young lady. And I know she's living a good life today. And I'm, I'm very part of, I'm very grateful for being a part of her experience. So that's thank a, you. that's a beautiful story. Thank you, Crystal. Yeah. You're, um, you're kind of your heart for kind of these kids that we call at risk. Right. And really yeah. kind of comes through. Um, I really appreciate kind of what you've given to our students here in Clovis Unified. And I, I appreciate you uh, talking to us today. Thank you. Thank you for the time. And um, I really appreciate this time, Jason. Thank you so much. Clovis educators and all of you out there that have tuned in, we thank you for joining us in the conversation. To engage further, you can find us at www.cloviseducators.org and at our Instagram handle, at Clovis Educators. Remember, there is nothing wrong about having this conversation. You cannot legally be punished for participating, asking questions, listening to this podcast, attending a meeting, and ultimately, if you choose to, signing the union support petition. These are your legally protected rights. We are ACE, we love Clovis Unified, and we will see you next time on the ACE Podcast.